from the famous words of Grant Cardone, sell or be sold. Really wonderful book if you haven't read it yet. This episode is going to be all about why sales is absolutely critical. And if you really, really, really want to be able to live the life that you truly, truly desire, you're going to need to get good at sales. And this episode is going to help you. This is the Gen Ed Show. Welcome and welcome back to the Gen Ed Show. My name is Eduardo de las Cuevas, your host, and this is the place where we teach you how to trust yourself and succeed in the modern age. I am a college dropout turned serial entrepreneur running multiple six and seven figure businesses. And so this is going to hopefully help you start to realize a lot of things that you don't even know that you don't even know. So welcome and welcome back to your new Gen Ed class. This episode, we're gonna be talking about sales and why sales is absolutely critical to you and your success first being in your personal life the second being the importance of sales in your professional life from there the third we'll then talk about different types of sales and different sales offers we'll talk about then how to actually make a sale number four mostly a lot with business to consumer and number five then is going to be all about handling objections now that you've gone through the process of making your sale you're coming towards the end how to actually close handle those objections and process those payments so starting off first the importance of sales in your personal life for whatever reason there's some really weird negative connotation to sales in this belief that you're somehow manipulating other people. I want to be the first person, if I am, and hopefully I'm not, to tell you that sales is not about manipulation. In fact, sales is about influence. And so you can start to draw the line between influence and manipulation. Because if you take out the negative connotation from the word manipulate, manipulate is literally just to take something and, and move it, shape it, shift it, right? Manipulate it, like Plato, if you will. And so then you can put the negative connotation of manipulation when you're manipulating a human being. The other side of it being influence, okay? I'm not trying to gaslight you or put one over you where you're doing something that you wouldn't normally want to do. I'm trying to influence you to make the best decision for yourself. And hopefully it ends up being with us. And if not, the best salespeople don't care, right? Because if it's not with us, no problem. I hope you get to solve your problem. And that's the big piece here. Because a good salesperson is someone who is great at listening for those problems and then doing their best to solve those problems, right? Hey, we have a solution and I promise, I know that we can help. So now if you heard me just say the word promise as a salesperson, you're probably like, oh my goodness, how do you promise? Well, the thing is, is that you also have to be convicted in what you're selling, okay? Bad salespeople typically won't buy what they're selling. And if your salesperson or whoever's trying to sell you on something doesn't buy it themselves, okay, don't buy that. And if you wanna be a great salesperson, sell what you like, sell what you feel convicted in, sell what you would buy yourself. You know, if you take this from Warren Buffett, he invests into things that he uses. 
right? and that tends to be a very good uh, piece of advice for people if you want to make a safe investment invest into things that you use because if you're using it probably other people are too if you stop sell your stock and invest into what you are and this is going to be so important for your personal life to get good at sales because when you're good at sales then you're good at communication. When you're good at communication, you start to feel a lot more confident in social settings. When you start to feel a lot more confident in social settings, you start to be more successful in social settings. And those lead to rewards and payoffs emotionally with your family and friends, with a potential spouse or partner, and other payoffs financially for your job with an employer, getting a promotion, your hustle, your business, a side business selling investors if you are an entrepreneur and you're growing a business i think you started to get the idea and that being a perfect segue into number two the importance of sales in your business in your professional life right so sales is the lifeblood to a business okay if you are not making sales if your business is not generating sales you are dying dying it's like water to grass if you're not making sales what the heck are you doing Okay, and, 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 and this, I think, is what I love so much. Classic, stereotypical entrepreneur that has no idea what they're doing. What do they do? They go out and they buy uh, or they lease an office space. And then they go out and they buy a bunch of office furniture. And they go and they get their phone lines all set up. And they go and they get their filing cabinets. And they, they print out all their stuff. And they set up all their business plans. And they do all of these various different things and now before they know it, they're 10 grand in the hole and still haven't made a sale. Still haven't even done marketing. What is the point, okay? Make sales and sales will fund your business, okay? That is the lifeblood. And at the same time, you need to be able to make sales because if you wanna start a business, okay, you need to be able to communicate and communicate well. For example, one of the businesses that I run is a shipping business. And so being that it's a shipping business, well, we also do moving because we own trucks. But with it, I still have to learn how to sell, even though technically everything's online. Like I need to be the person that knows how to find a problem and solve the problem. And because of my sales skill and that ability is also the exact reason why we started Cavemen Trucking, because it solves a very simple problem that definitely needs to be solved and there is continuous money in. And so same way, let's say that you are good at sales, but you are not replicable, okay? You need to not, and this is what the best, best salespeople, the best salespeople are not the ones that are irreplaceable, that they're the only one that is that good. The best salesperson is the one that can multiply themselves. The one that can get every other human being around them to be at least 80% as good and then scale, right? That is the best salesperson, hands down. Because when you can teach it, you can replicate it. And that is power. That will transform your life and why sales is so critical. So number three, let's talk about different sales and sales offers. So the one that everyone obviously knows is always going to be products. We all know it, products, you know, that can be hot dogs, that can be clothing, that can be cars. There's gonna be a lot of different ones. But also let's look at that for example. When we're looking at clothes and we're looking at cars, the sales cycle is gonna be very different, isn't it? Right, for clothes, you walk in, you pick it up, sales cycle of, I don't know, two minutes, <laughs> maybe. 
You know, you see it, you choose it, you don't. It's pretty straightforward. You don't really even need a human being there, right? And then you have a car. Car sales cycle can be an hour. Uh, depending on the client, maybe it can be a week while they get their financing or their funding together, right? Everything can be a little bit different, but as the number starts to go up, the sales cycle starts to get longer within reason. For example, not a product sales, but a business opportunity sale. You know, uh, this is what coaches sell or programs when, when people sell programs. Those are typically biz ops or some sort of opportunity sale, right? Like a fitness coach, if you will, or a fitness program. And so in those, those will be typically about 60 minute sales cycle, maybe 90 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, depending on the skill set uh, and the ability of that salesperson. But it's not going to be that long. And those can be, you know, $1,000, $10,000, $25,000, $50,000. And those typically will happen in about 60 minutes. There's going to be a lot more, especially as the number goes up. It'll be a short sales cycle, but it has a very primed target audience most often, especially as it gets into those larger numbers, right? So then outside of that, you have something like technology, right? Software sales or commercial property, uh, commercial real estate sales. Those are a lot bigger numbers. But aside from it being numbers, um, there's going to be other regulations, other paperwork, other parties and people involved, um, maybe some groups, right? So now we're, we're kind of moving out of the B2C and more into the B2B type of sales. And those sales cycles will typically be a lot longer, you know, a month, at least a week couple weeks to a month, three months, six months, you know, there are real estate deals that will take a couple years, 10 years. Uh, it really is all very dependent and variable. But so depending on your business depends on the sales cycle. So for you as a sales person, if you want to make a lot of money, my personal tip is to find the program or product or software, or whatever that you can sell that has the shortest sales cycle for the highest number total and ideally the highest commission percentage, right? So ideally, if you could be consistently selling something that is uh, 10 to $20,000 and you got 10 to 20% commission upfront and that was it, right? You, and, and you just have to show up, you just close, you got 60 minutes, close them. And you know, you make 10 to 20%, you, you know, it costs 10 to 20 grand what you're selling them on that that will change your life my friend that will change your life because then that's just cash that's just cash baby okay so let's talk about how to make these sales okay so number four how to make a sale keep it super simple okay oftentimes i see a lot of salespeople overcomplicate this for some reason and it's not that complicated so when you're taking notes mentally but i encourage you either are written or on some sort of computer what is the problem Okay, what is the problem, right? If there's no problem, there is no solution. What is the problem? Now, here's a bit of the caveat. Some people don't have a problem. Some people want a better life, okay? So it may not be a problem. It may just be missed potential, right? Or, or uh, just in general potential. So we want to be able to figure out either what's the problem or, okay, life is great. Where is it that you want to go? Okay. And so then what is the issues that we're facing right now? Like, why can't we get there? What, what's going on? Why can't we get there? Right. So then maybe we're not focusing on the current situation. We're just, we're missing, we're focusing on the lack uh, for the trajectory. 
But as long as it's clear, what is the problem here? Why'd you schedule this call? Why'd you want to have this conversation? What's going on? What's not working? What's missing? Okay. Ask a lot of questions, discover. And then from there, we call this hell. We want to then figure out heaven. Okay. Now we know your problems. Better said before we get to heaven, not just what's the problem, but, but why is that problem the problem? Right? Like of all the things that you could be worried about and stressed out about, why is that the problem? Because, oh, okay, because you've been broke for the past eight years, raising your two kids, and you're just absolutely sick of living paycheck to paycheck, so much so that it's actually been destroying your relationship with your, with your spouse, and it's harming your relationship with your kids, and in fact, it's kind of even led to you possibly even getting, you're on probation right now with your job, and because you're just so fed up with it, yeah. Oh my goodness, I could definitely understand why the problem is a problem, right? Whatever the case scenario is, why this? And so when we can understand why, then why now? What's the urgency here? If this is a problem and we can understand why the problem is a problem, why didn't you solve this last month? Why don't we just wait another six months? You've already waited this long, right? Whatever the case scenario is, like what is the urgency? Because if there is no urgency, there is no decision. I'm going to say that again. If there is no urgency, there is no decision. Without urgency, you will always get a, oh, let me think about it. Oh, I'll do it later. Let me think about it. Right? If there's no urgency because, and then we'll get to the end of it, it's probably not a lot to think about by that point. So what's the problem? Why is the problem the problem? And why now? What's the urgency? And so what we're doing is we are figuring out their hell or the pain and we are figuring out their heaven, right? Their ideal, where they want to go to, and then we bridge that gap, right? Because now we just need to bridge it for them. And when we can have that, assuming that everything's on the same page and they feel in sync with you energetically that you can solve their problem, go ahead and pitch. And then from there, you'll go through your pitch and this will lead us to our fifth and last point of this episode, which is how to handle objections, okay? The main thing that needs to be understood, and I frankly can't help you pass this, is that if you are walking into an objection and the person is like completely disconnecting from you, that's your fault, okay? It's not them. No amount of objections are gonna save you, most times, like nine times out of 10, okay? The energy is set in the beginning through rapport. I, as a novice salesperson, had used to think that I needed to spend 15 minutes building rapport, find common ground, and just have a bunch of conversation on relatable topics. Bad idea. Doesn't work. Total waste of time. Because especially as you start to you know, sell higher ticket things, you're just wasting people's time. So one minute, maybe three minutes of, hey, how are you? How's the day going? Something relatable. Yeah, just finished up at the gym, whatever. Ready to dive in? Cool. Frame. Now they're clear. And so from there, then comes the question, the presupposition of the energy you're going into objections with. Are you acting super charismatic, like totally their buddy throughout the call? And then at the end during objections, you wanna go ahead and take on a big Mr. Honcho. Like, I'm gonna challenge you, I'm gonna motivate you, I'm gonna lead you, I'm gonna be your superior in this. You try to take an expert frame and then they disconnect because you can't do that. 
because you just set an expectation the first half of the call, first three-fourths of the call, that you were gonna act a certain way and now you, now you changed, okay? Similarly, if you feel very confident that you are keeping a good frame and a good dynamic and it's consistent from the very beginning and good energy and connection all the way through, then when you're handling objections, call it out. Hey, Cindy, um, just before we continue, I just, I can't help but feel like there's a bit of a disconnect all of a sudden. Uh, I feel like everything throughout our call is going really well and now something feels like there's a disconnect here and we're not really like uh, like in, in, in sync. Am I, am I getting that right? You know, and, and call it out. And obviously be more specific based on the situation. Because then from there, assuming that this is all set and you guys are on the same page energetically, it's all about all about asking them, all about them wanting help, right? I'm using the word handling objections just because in the sales world, uh, objections are commonly the term. But I like to think of objections as a form of humans asking for help. Uh, I remember when I was campaigning for student body president at FSU, and while I was there, a bunch of the other students that were working with me on the campaign would always say, oh my goodness, like people just don't care. They just don't care about the student government. They just don't care about the elections. I'd be like, no, 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 no. They do care. And at the same time, why would they care about something that they don't even know about? Like, how do you care about something if you don't even know about it? How, how could you? you? You don't even know that you don't even know it. Right, and so because of that lack of awareness, of course no one's gonna care, but not that they don't, but just because how could they? And so the same thing is that people oftentimes, if they're gonna spend time with you and let you pitch them, oftentimes they're already willing to buy and be sold, right? But so are you going to be, be weird about it or are you gonna make it fun for them, right? And help them because ultimately you can't want their business more than they do. Right. And, and, and that's where I think the big piece for a lot of people, if you ever get told like, oh, I feel like you're just being pushy. It's like, OK, well, clearly they don't feel like you're actually trying to help them anymore. OK, so somewhere along the lines, we lost that. And so the thing is, is that they no one is going to care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And so you really need to try and meet them halfway with that. So from here, I want to give a little bit more strategy to actually handle the objection and finish this up. So with it. First step out of four is going to be this being your objection cycle is to agree. Now, this is more if you're working with product sales, you want to agree, you want to lower their walls, right? Just so that you guys aren't fighting. Um, hey, I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, if I were in your shoes, $1,000 for knives would feel like a lot. I got that. Now, if you're not doing product sales, it's gonna be something more like a commitment or a temperature check, like, hey, just so I'm on the same page with you, like money aside or blank YZ, is there anything else that, that, that's holding you back from being 100% that this is what you wanna do? Right, is, is there anything about the process? Like on a scale of one through 10, how do you feel about the process specifically? Like just make sure, I mean, I don't wanna push you, I just wanna make sure we're on the same page, right? Because this is ultimately the first point. We need to get on the same page. We need to agree, we need to make sure that we're in sync. Because the second thing is we need to draw the line. Okay, well I understand that this is how you're feeling and this is also what you're telling me that you wanna to get to. This is the life that you wanna live and create for yourself. So when we draw that line, right, the however, 
Then the third thing is we have to also show them, the, emphasize the alternative solution here, right? So if it's a product sales, hey, deal, discount, drop down, whatever. If it's a biz op, uh, it may not be quite like that. It, it's, it's going to more just be a reframing of their perspective, you know, resetting the pattern of decision-making, challenging them, pulling that pain, right? And, and calling forward their higher version if this is coaching. Because then, assuming that those things are done, you got to close it by asking, right? That's step and last number four. You got to ask. Okay, well, so after you've gone through all of this, I think uh, going through this just so we're on the same page, I know that there's something that we can definitely work for you that can definitely work for you right now. Is there anything else that would hold you back? No? Okay, so it's going to be this much. All right? And we can go ahead and get you started for today. You ready for some homework? Cool. What's your billing address? Right, and so we're gonna to wanna to take some confidence like that. Obviously, if you go ahead and do that last part of asking for the order again, going like, yeah, so um, uh, did you want to, so did you, uh, did you wanna do that? No, no thanks, right? It's like, no one's gonna do that. So you gotta ask with confidence, right? That's, that's the caveat to number four is you gotta ask with confidence. You're not gonna handle any objections. You're not gonna sell anybody if you aren't gonna buy your own dog food, right? The worst salespeople don't buy their own stuff. The best salespeople own a lot of their own stuff, okay? So with it, sales is critical for your life. In life, you must get good at sales for your personal life. It will transform your personal life from your family to your friends, to your relationships, to your work. And with that, the second part, it is absolutely essential and critical to being an entrepreneur, a business owner for your professional life, for getting promotions, being an employee, living. You wanna make more money, get better at sales, period. Period, period, period. Because number three, there's a lot of different sales, right? A lot of different things that you can sell, products and technologies and business opportunities and so many different things. The key is find something with the shortest sales cycle that sells at the highest possible amount and where you can ideally get the highest commission. If they can set up all your appointments for you so all you have to do is show up and close, that's the best. Because then, <laughs> number four, going into how to make a sale. Hell to heaven and the bridge and number five, of course, handling those objections. So this is the Gen Ed Show. Thank you all for tuning in with us again today. One thing that would really help us in the growth of this channel, obviously, is in the smashing of that like button, hitting that subscribe. Please, of course, if this helped you, let us know in the comments, share some of your takeaways. And similarly, if this is really helping you, Share with friends, share with loved ones, share with the other sales reps and the other entrepreneurs in your life so that they can get some of this value and start to change and upgrade and uh, 10x <laughs> their own sales and their own life. So with it, until next time, remember to be present, love deeply, and aim higher. This is The Gen Ed Show. <laughs>